The mystery heart condition that has killed over 30 people in less than four years has claimed another victim. Doctors are baffled as to why seemingly fit and healthy people are suffering massive heart attacks. Many of Fairwater's residents are claiming that the shadow of death has once again descended on the town. What's this shadow of death stuff? I don't like it. It's what they're saying, Miss Reese Jones. There's a lot of scared people out there. For decades, the name of Fairwater has been synonymous with death following the infamous 1964 Bradley Bartlett murder spree. Thirty years later, as the death toll steadily rises, it appears the Grim Reaper has once again returned to the quiet streets of Fairwater. I'm going to dub all of our uh, fans uh, with a brand new moniker, Quackheads. Well, we're back. Sorry, we, uh, we had to take a little break there that we're not, we didn't release on Saturday. Just uh, fish is moving around and we have some stuff yeah. we have to take care of. So. I'm moving again. Crazy. I know. It's like you're just a, a I wanderer. I guess so. I've always been a little nomadic. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool opportunity. So I, I didn't see a reason not to jump on it. <clears throat> All right, so uh, how have you been, sir? What's, uh, what's going on in your life? been good. I'm pissed off because I'm waiting for my Amazon package. I was telling you, I ordered a new television. Yeah, and brand new TV. It's been like four days. It hasn't arrived, <laughs> so I think uh, if it doesn't arrive today, i got to... What kind of TV is it? Uh, it's like a 50-inch Hisense 4K. It's about the same size as that one. Yeah? Just a little, maybe like a dash bigger, just nicer. Is it like a, is it a smart TV like this one? Is? Uh, it's a smart TV. I think the, the one I'm getting is an Android television. This is, oh, cool. this is an old Westinghouse that I have like a fire stick <laughs> plugged into it. This is like, a, oh. the TV's like six, seven years old. So. Yeah, I have about a four-year-old television that's still in pretty good shape. It's the uh, Sony Bravia. Yeah, no, uh, those are great. 4K. I bought it for like a G. It was on sale. It's still, still rocking. You literally just plug it in and. Attach it to your. Uh, you got a new sound bar, like a Samsung. So is that new too? Yeah, no, that thing's that thing's bumping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. You know, you're you got to get your movie watching experience exactly because right. I had that old RCA sound bar. I'm gonna keep the TV. I think I'm gonna throw it in the room. Play watch video stuff games in there. on it. Yeah. Right, Do you watch man. anything recently? Well, because there's been uh, it's been such a hectic week. Eh, maybe that's not the right word. It's been busy. Busy. Uh, yeah. I haven't really like sat down to view much other than this. I think I. I watched part of, uh, I think it was like Freddy versus Jason the other day. Um, that's really about it. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm in the process of setting up my home theater here pretty soon as well. That That's part of the move that I'm doing, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I've been um, watching like Frasier. That's okay. all I've been doing. I haven't really watched some. I'm trying <clears> to good, think of any movies. Good comfort actually. show? Yeah, no, you know? I, I watch it every like five years. I think uh, I do that a lot with um, The League and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's like a comfort show if I don't know what I want to watch. Yeah, you can just throw I'm it just on. Like surfing around on my phone, I just throw that shit on. Um, I do. Ooh, I, do, I need. To, I need to make a correction from uh, the last episode. What happened? I made a. Uh, I made a, a, a boo boo. What did you do? <laughs> so I mistakenly um, told 
the audience and you too that the name of 88 Keys um, came from an old uh, piano player, 88 Fingers Louie, which is a punk band. Um, but that's not true. 88 Fingers Louie wasn't a real person at all. He was a character on the Flintstones. Yeah. So, sorry. Nah, well, that's all right. A little duck up. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, so we're... Toasty. We're talking a, yeah, a little bit. It's a little warm in here. I'm ready for some cold weather. Yeah, no, Florida is... We're melting here. I need camping weather. Our yeah, movie so, today... Yeah, let's talk about Fright it. Fright the Frighteners. The Frighteners. Frighteners. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I always want to say Frighteners, but it's without the Frighten... The e. yeah, yeah, without the E in the... Yeah, Frighteners. Frighteners. Uh, 1996. It's got a score on IMDb of 7.1 out of 10. 63% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was $30 million. It mm-hmm. only made $29.3 million. Okay. Um, executive producer Bob Zemeckis, directed by Peter Jackson, That's music right. by Danny Elfman. So yeah. this will be our second one. Yeah, in we, a row with Elfman. Yeah. Um, I do have a little bit of a review <clears throat> for this movie, um, just by Christopher Knoll. He said that it was a mixture of Ghostbusters meets Twin Peaks. So I kind of kind of like that phrase, and we'll be diving into the movie here in just a minute. Yeah. Do you have anything good. to start us out with? I do indeed. You know me. Go to town. <clears throat> All right. So The Frighteners is a 1996 horror comedy directed by Peter Jackson. And you even brought up like uh, how we used uh, a certain poster for uh, you know promoting this episode. Because well, one looks like it's going to be like a straight up horror movie. Yeah, because it's got that. It's like that face that's coming through like the yeah. white wall. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not <laughs> going to use that poster when we when we throw it up because it, it, it yeah. makes it seem like a very different movie than yeah. it actually is. Absolutely. And I remember. Being a kid and seeing the trailer for this movie and thinking, oh, this looks cool. Like, it looks like a horror movie. Uh, but then it's it's really not. I think it's... Uh, isn't, it rate, isn't it rated R? Uh, I think so. I'll have to double check. I didn't write down the rating. I okay. normally do. Well, I'll go on through this. Uh, so it was directed by Peter Jackson and co-written by Fran Walsh, which I, I think is his wife. Every it, nothing, nothing I looked up about Peter Jackson and his personal life listed Fran Walsh as anything other than partner. Uh, so I don't think they're like officially married, hmm. but they're they've been together forever and and work on movies together. So uh, the Frighteners is about a man named Frank Bannister, uh, an architect that practices necromancy, sending his ghost friends uh, to haunt quote unquote people, where he then charges to exercise them, making it both a grift and a legit psychic ability. Uh, but then the spirit of a mass murderer appears. Attacking both the living and the dead while posing as the ghost of the Grim Reaper, forcing Frank to investigate. It, it is rated R. It is rated R. It is. Uh, I think, may, I mean, they don't really curse that much in this from what I remember. No, but I think like, it's uh, some of the imagery and a couple of the deaths are kind of gnarly. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Um, I've got some fun clips for cool. this movie. I've got about seven. Uh, so Jackson and Walsh originally conceived the idea for the Frighteners in uh, 1992 while they were working on Heavenly Creatures, uh, which is a film he put out right before this one. Uh, Heavenly Creatures is actually a pretty cool movie, too. Uh, It stars Kate Winslet in her debut, along with uh, Melanie Linsky, I believe were the two uh, girls in that movie. It's about two teenage girls who conspire to kill one of their mothers. Uh, And actually, I've seen that. It's been a while, but I have seen it. Uh, the Frighteners was submitted and then reviewed by Robert Zemeckis, who had the intention of directing it himself as a spin-off film of the TV series Tales from the Crypt. Uh, but he liked it so much, he hired Jackson and Walsh to write a full-length screenplay, um, which they completed in early 1994, and Zemeckis loved their draft of the script so much, 
he decided to uh, hire Jackson to direct, um, and Zemeckis would just executive produce. <clears throat> Universal greenlighted the project, and pre-production began in 1994. The studio was also granted, or I'm sorry, the studio also granted Jackson and Zemeckis full artistic control and Final Cut privilege. Weta Digital uh, created the visual effects for the film, which included CGI, scale models, prosthetic makeup, and practical effects with help from Weta Workshop. Uh, Weta, if um, <clears throat> you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, and I know you are, mm. it was uh, Peter Jackson's effects company that he founded with uh, two other people. And they, at the time, were relatively small, and now they are a powerhouse in the effects world, having won several Academy Awards and BAFTAs, and they do all kinds of, like, digital and prop work, and their stuff is pretty amazing. If you really want to do a deep dive into, like, what Weta does, just check out the, like, special features on Lord of the Rings. Well, and especially this movie that we're going to talk about, like, yeah. it really seemed like they were stretching their legs, because this movie... Absolutely. This movie came out, a year, what, a year before Lord of the Rings? Uh, three years before they started filming Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because I'm looking at... Yeah, so it was 1996, and then Fellowship came out in 01. Right. And he didn't make any other movies in between that, so this is really the last movie he yeah. made before Lord of the Rings came right. out. And this movie it didn't do very well. No. I mean, I personally, I, I like this movie. I this love this movie. movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Weta now is uh, kind of a, has a multi multiple parts to their um, company. There's the Weta Digital, Weta Workshop, Weta Productions, and Weta Collectibles, uh, which take and actually it takes its name from the New Zealand Weta, which is one of the world's largest insects. It's a large flight cricket, right? Cricket, yeah. yeah. They're really big. They're like, uh, but yeah, jump. I remember being uh, in high school and reading, um, or not reading, but um. Just becoming like absolutely enthralled with Lord of the Rings, and uh, I watched the appendices for the Fellowship of the Ring like religiously, like so much because there's like hours of content of them working behind on, the scenes. On the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. A whole bunch of stuff. There's literal like chain mail and like <clears throat> they handmade and like layers to the costumes you don't even see in the movie. But yeah, it's their their attention to detail is is incredible. Um, our director. Mr. Peter Jackson, whose full title is actually Sir Peter Robert Jackson, Order of New Zealand, Knight of the New Zealand Order of Merit. <laughs> <laughs> because in... Uh, I'm to turn off some lights. Keep talking. <clears throat> okay. Uh, in New Zealand's honor system, which was established by a royal warrant in on, on rather 30 May 1996 by Elizabeth II, Queen of New Zealand, for those persons who in any field of endeavor have rendered meritorious service to the crown and nation, or who have become distinguished by their eminence, talents, contributions, or other merits, to recognize outstanding service to the crown and the people of New Zealand in a civil or military capacity. Because before 1996, yeah, they would just, uh, if they were knighted, they would just be uh, British orders of merit, you know, because they're... The Queen finally said, I guess we'll start doing Yeah, we'll start you with... one over there, too. Yeah, why not? Jackson is best known for Lord of the Ring trilogy and the <coughs> Hobbit trilogy. And f uh, fun funny enough, this was his last R-rated film um, until uh, the extended cut of The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies as an R-rating. Like, is all the blood and gore or something? Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I started watching The Hobbit movies again. 
Mm-hmm. And that third one is just utter crap. Is it really? It's I've, so bad. I've, the I've CG. Never watched it. <laughs> it, it, it looks like Weta didn't do it. It looks like a budget company. Dude, the, those orcs look horrible. Really? Yeah, I, I you know I, I could I saw the first Hobbit and I was like okay. The first and second one are good. Then they should have just left it alone there. Yeah. They spent all their money on the dragon. Is what we say. They blew, oh, all, they blew that... all their money on the dragon. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, he is the third highest. Jackson is the third highest grossing film director of all time, behind the Russo brothers and Steven Spielberg. And Jackson, at a young age, was already a pretty keen uh, film fan. He marveled at movies like Ray Harryhausen. And uh, he oft, often says that King Kong is his favorite movie. Uh, he even tried to remake it at nine years old with his own little stop motion models. Did he do the King Kong one? In 2005, yeah. yeah he finally got to remake it, yeah. Um, <clears throat> when, uh, when a family friend had gifted the Jacksons with a Super 8 camera, Peter began making short films with his friends. And at age 16, he left school and started working for a Wellington newspaper, living with his parents to save money for film equipment. Eventually, Jackson bought a 16mm camera and began shooting what would become his first film, Bad Taste, which I did watch. Okay, that's something I did watch. Oh, you watched that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie is about aliens that come to Earth to harvest humans for their intergalactic fast food franchise. <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> and he actually stars in it as well. He plays like two different characters. As well. He's usually uncredited in a lot of his movies. He'll pop yeah. in. Yeah. I think he's. Did you see un- his cameo in this one? Uh, I. I I read about it. It was after I watched the movie, oh. and I, I didn't go back to re-see it because he's like a guy with piercings or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he looks like some punker that he runs into after he, he walks out. We'll we'll probably cover that when we get to it. Um, so b- Bad Taste would actually be the start of uh, his splatter phase, uh, with the follow-ups to that being uh, Meet the Feebles, which your brother has mentioned a bunch, mm-hmm. and uh, Brain Dead, which is actually known as Dead Alive in North America, which is... Brain Dead also not to be confused with another film, at least two other films called Brain Dead because there was an American film starring uh, Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton um, in 1990 called Brain Dead, and I think that's why they changed the title for North American audiences. Uh, Jackson's style and tone would shift drastically with the film Heavenly Creatures, uh, the success of which would pave the way for Jackson in Hollywood, and eventually his first big budget film, The Frighteners. Um. And Jackson will go on to achieve super fame with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and also King Kong in 2005, uh, The Lovely Bones. Uh, he did that a World War One documentary, They they Shall Not Grow Old, where they... Where they uh, Read everything in color. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, fantastic. And uh, he produced um, The Mortal Engines, or just Mortal Engines, uh, the one that came out like a few years ago. That It was, it was a flop itself, and we should probably throw it in the jar, um, where the world... Now, everybody in the world resides within moving uh, cities. Okay. Like, London is a vehicle. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I think you should check it out. Um, but Jackson also was supposed to start get a Halo project off the ground back in the mid-2000s. Yeah, I remember hearing about that, um, that they were going to make a Halo movie, and it just didn't work out. It's still been in limbo for a while. In fact, it's never even officially been canceled Um but the uh, director that he got to do it was Neil Blomkamp, and instead they went and made District 9 instead of making Halo. So what you saw in District 9 was going to be some of the effects work that was supposed to be for like the weapons and stuff in, in Halo. It would have been pretty good. Really good. Uh, and with this movie, Zemeckis and Jackson tried real hard to get an October 96 release, so it would be around for Halloween, but the studio didn't want that. They wanted a summer release, 
and we see how that backfired. Yeah, it didn't do well for them at all. And that's yeah, even even watching this in September, I was like, oh, this is such a good Halloween movie, but it's just a good movie in general. <clears throat> you know what? September always starts my spooky season, though, anyway. Does so, it? Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's my birthday sort of kind of kicks it off. Hey, we're actually approaching one year since we, we started are, doing this. Uh, the 20, I think it's September 25th is when we released our first three episodes. Yeah, right on. So, yeah, 10 days. And, and then, then your birthday is the 26th. That's right. And the next episode we release after this one should come out on my birthday. So that'll be fun. It'll be good. And I'll give all you right. your birthday present. For hey, on, on air. On air. <laughs> so the it. movie starts out Universal mm-hmm. Pictures. Yep, yep. Zemeckis presents. Um, we see uh, a woman running in a mansion. Mm-hmm. When she's screaming, there's like a wall demon that comes out and grabs. That's what I'm calling it, a wall <laughs> ghost thing. It's like grabbing her. It's trying to choke her. It's throwing her around. And the camera's, you know, like zooming in. It's very the, that track shot. like yeah. And it's just following her. And uh, it, yeah, it's very classic. Like, And then this old lady comes in with like a shotgun and yeah. like the wicked will be punished. And then shoots yeah. the the creature wall thing. And that lady who plays old lady Bradley is... Yeah. Uh, She's in Starship Troopers. She's the um, the expert on the news feed that's arguing with the other guy, talking about smart bugs. I think Starship Troopers is actually in the jar. So. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, I think Nick put that in there. Cool. Um, and then it's just, you know, the Frighteners. Yeah. And then uh, we go to this funeral. Like, this movie goes by pretty quickly. Yeah, it's um, paced pretty well. Yeah, and I got some long clips that so you get to see a lot of the characters. Uh, there's a funeral procession mm-hmm. for uh, people keep dying, w- right. which uh, you heard that little clip at the very beginning right. of the show. Um, Seems to be a lot of mysterious deaths happening. Yeah, a lot of fair water. Yeah, fair we never water. get we never get the state. No, you, know? you don't, because this was filmed in Oklahoma and New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, they talk about two different places. Right, but it's I think it's supposed to be some nondescript American Midwestern. Yeah. Town. yeah, it's got a nice lake, and you know, at first I thought maybe it was like Maine or something because. Certain yeah, I guess it's got, some, it. it's got some main qualities to it. Yeah, uh, there's a funeral procession <clears throat> going on, and we see um, Michael J. Fox's character Bannister, mm-hmm. Frank Bannister. He's handing out business cards at the funeral. Like, what yeah. a douche! Yeah, it's because like, he's a psychic investigator, uh-huh. and he's like handing out business cards, and he kind of gets punched in the face by one dude. He's like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, he does, you know? doesn't he? And then he hops in his car, and I don't even know what model of car that was. It, it's a Volvo. As I mentioned it, yeah, it's like an old, oh, okay. it's an old like '60s or '70s Volvo, and he drives like a fucking yeah, he maniac. Like an asshole. And we kind of figure out a little bit later why, why kind yeah. of. Maybe um, he, maybe you should take it easy on those curvy roads in the rain. Yeah, and he hits, he like runs through this fence and like yeah. destroys a couple garden gnomes. It's kind of like when he took out the pine in Back to the Future. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the, the, there's a couple parts in here where it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, like that's heavy, Doc. Yeah, like, yeah. You can really hear some of the phrases in it. Yeah, totally. Um, this uh, The guy comes out whose house he like, destroyed yeah, pretty much. That is Ray Linsky. Ray Linsky, yeah, that's the character. Yeah. And he's pissed. He's like, what are you going to do fucking my house? Naturally. My, like, my gnomes, my garden gnomes. My fucking gnomes. <laughs> And he's like, you took out my pine. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he like gives him his business card. Yeah. And he just, the guy rips it up. Right. And you know, he's like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to fucking sue you for yeah. everything you're worth. <clears throat> and then it's later at night. Yeah. And at, the, at that house, at the Lazinski house. We, we, so right. the Linsky. Uh, Linsky. So his wife is Lucy. Lucy Linsky. <laughs> What's that? Why is that funny? That's just Lucy Linsky. Yeah. Lucy, Lucy Linsky. Linsky. Like alliterative. Yeah. Yeah. So her nice catch. <clears throat> See, that shit would do that to me all the time. Yeah, um, I'm trying to fix it. He almost dropped his mic. 
For those, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, get, I gotta get some lighter microphones, man. <clears throat> so uh, this is Trini uh, Alvarado who plays Lucy. She visits. She visits a house that we see in the beginning. Why was she over there in the first place? Is she is some she kind there of yet? journalist? Because yeah. it was right after uh, the crash, and then the oh, scene, no, she, scene she's changes. she's a she's a doctor's assistant. Like she's a actual doctor. Oh. And oh, she, okay. she, yeah, she goes to this house um, because the doctor is out of town. So she's trying to treat oh. uh, the very beginning the girl that was being attacked by the right. creepy monster with the the old lady. That is also that's Dee Wallace, the actor's actress's name. Yeah, she's been in a crap ton of she's stuff. She's a, a big horror person. Elliot's mother in ET. That was her, right? Yeah, yeah it was. She was also in the Howling and Critters and uh, Cujo. Cujo, yeah, that yeah, was a big yeah, one for yeah. her. And I, the reason Jackson chose her for this role was not because she was in older horror movies, but because she was so good as Elliot's mother that seeing her being like meek and 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 um, you know uh, troubled, troubled at the beginning, uh, and shy, make, makes <laughs> till it, later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes it seem more you know acceptable to for the audience. Um, <clears throat> so watching the news, there, she's like watching the news about some true crime I have back that, in her I have house later. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so so Doctor Doctor Lucy, I'm just gonna say Lucy, right? So she's a doctor. She goes to check on him at the beginning, the right. house thing like that. So he she knows the old lady and the she's the wife of the man whose fence banister had run over. Yes, are they real cut up there? Yeah, we I are, think we're we are. all okay. caught up. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Ray Ray and Lucy, who's the, the house, they're in there. Right. They're watching a TV, and it's kind of like a true crime documentary, right? And I have a little clip because it's kind of important for yeah. the uh, for the, the movie. Yeah. So here we go. In the space of 27 blood-soaked minutes, 12 innocent people gunned down by hospital orderly John Charles Bartlett. Patients, medical staff, visitors, no one was spared in this madman's rampage through Fairwater Sanatorium. Not even the hospital chapel provided sanctuary as those in prayer were gunned down on their knees. A seemingly senseless crime. Bartlett's motive remains a mystery to this day. Shawnee Bartlett. Look on his face. Any comments, Johnny? Got me a score of 12, sir. That's one more than Starkweather. Six years earlier, Charles Starkweather had murdered 11 people in a Nebraska killing spree. Guess that makes me public enemy number one. 15-year-old Patricia Ann Bradley, daughter of the hospital administrator, was also implicated in the killings. She was madly in love with the psychopath Bartlett. That's her. I was in her house this afternoon. Well, that's just terrific, honey. We've been in town for three months, and you're making friends with the Manson family. 2,200 volts of electricity ended the life of Johnny Bartlett, the unrepentant killer. As they threw the switch, he was heard to scream, I got me a score of 12. Beat that. In what some considered a miscarriage of justice, Patricia Ann Bradley was sentenced to life imprisonment, although it was never proven that she actively participated in the killings. Five years ago, Patricia Bradley was granted a conditional release by the state governor. Today, she lives a reclusive life back in the family home. Should have fried her when they fried Bartlett. 
So you kind of get a little background of uh, what is right. going on with old Bartlett. And uh, Johnny Bartlett is played by uh, by the one, the only Jake Busey. Yeah, that guy is all teeth. Yeah, he's <laughs> all the Buseys are all teeth. Yeah, that's like, true. All yeah. of them are. And he does a really good job in this. He does, actually. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good in this. Um, so right yeah, in, oh, yeah at this point, um, on the bed, there's right. there's the, the uh, Bartlett's card, not Bartlett, uh, Bannister's card, the psychic, right. and you know, Ray's He's like, like, I thought I tore that up. Yeah, what the fuck? <clears throat> and then the bed starts levitating, mm -hmm. and shit starts flying around yeah. and going nuts, and so she decides to call yeah. Frank, Frank Bannister, and... Right. Like something's going on. He's like, "No problem, I'll be right there." Yeah. So he, he actually, that's that's sort of like a callback to Back to the Future as well, because he's always like eating food, and, and he's got food in his mouth. Yeah. yeah he's no like, problem. I'm on my way. Yeah, I'm on my way. Yeah. So and, when they're watching, when she's watching this uh, video, mm -hmm. uh, the camera zooms in on the, the TV, and so the right of the TV is a is a copy of a movie. And that movie is, is it Poltergeist? No, it's Heavenly. Oh. It's Heavenly Creatures. Oh, okay. Peter Jackson's previous movie. And her, the character Lucy Linsky's name comes from Melanie Linsky, who was the actress in that movie. Uh, so it's a little nod to his own movie with the Linsky name borrowed from the actress. Oh, that's cool. And Melanie Linsky herself actually has a cameo in this movie as one of the cops that takes uh, Lucy's statement later at this police station. Really? Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was something else in this scene, too. Oh, uh, Peter Dobson, who plays Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, two years before was in Forrest Gump, and he played the role of the young Elvis. Elvis, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I you see an Elvis familiar. statue in their yeah, house. Yeah, because when everything starts floating, uh, yeah. the Elvis statue starts floating. He's like, he's alive or something like that. Yeah, like, and it's actually not the only time he's played Elvis, or he he was he played Elvis in some other. He's a pretty big dude. I mean, I guess so. And, and during the time when you're hearing the news, you kind of hear him grunting. They're not <clears> having <throat> sex or anything. He's on a rowing machine. Right. He's like super fit, like really active. <clears throat> so all this stuff is moving too, and this uh, I think I don't know if this is intentional. But she has a Raggedy Ann doll on the bed, and it starts moving, and the Annabelle series Yeah, it starts, of like, movies, tugging at her and yeah, stuff like that. The Annabelle and Conjuring series of movies is based on a doll called Annabelle, which was a Raggedy Ann doll, which is purported, purported to be haunted. All Raggedy Ann dolls? Yeah. Or just the Annabelle dolls? Just this one. Oh, okay. Because that's why the Annabelle doll in the movies <laughs> has a spe specific look. Because in real life, it's actually a Raggedy Ann doll that was named Annabelle. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the stuff starts flowing around. <clears throat> Bannister shows up, and he's kind of checking everything. Kinda, right. You know? Oh, it's mumbo jumbo. Doing his con. Yeah, doing his con. And, yeah. then, like, you know, he's got a little, t this radio thing that's got ectoplasm. Yeah, I didn't, I, uh, it's just, it's, you know, and he ends up, like, putting it down the garbage disposal. Like, you sure you want to keep it? Like, don't open it. Yeah, you know, he's some little, like, little keepsakes. They stick it in the garbage disposal. And he's like, we're all good. And then he's like, oh, how much is this going to cost? Ray's like, this is going to cost us so much. And so he's spouting off all this <clears> stuff. And he's like, well, how about... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we call, call the fence. Wash. Yeah, we'll call the fence even. Yeah. But you got to... You got to at least pay for my goods and services, like, yeah. uh, coming down early. <laughs> he's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And he's right. And on the way home, uh, we figure out how Ray is doing this. I have a little clip of um, of Ray, not Ray, yeah, Frank Bannister. How Frank does it, yeah. How Frank does it when he's coming he leaves, home. Before he leaves, he sees the number 37 pop up on Ray's forehead. Yeah, it's like it's like carved into his head. Yeah. It says 37, and it's like glowing, and he's kind of like, what He's like, what is that? And he's like, what are you talking about? And uh, here's a little thing of Ray coming <clears throat> home, and we cool. get to uh, meet some of his ghostly friends. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think I'm going to throw up. you guys spreading your ectoplasmic muck all over my car seat? Oh, ain't that a bitch? The ectoplasm's the only thing sticky enough to hold a damn car together. Look, Frank, I'm sorry about your puss yellow piece of shit Volvo, but we ain't riding in the damn trunk no more. You understand? We would like to cruise with some style, man. You know, you guys left behind Friday night. I get to the house, nothing's happening. Couldn't believe it. Oh. Hey, Stuart, in or out, huh? You guys didn't even bang the toilet seat lid. You made me look like an asshole. We strained our backs lifting that heavy-ass bed, Frank. Oh, yeah, who was the idiot who put the number in the guy's forehead? It wasn't funny. Start pulling your weight, guys. You're going back to the cemetery. Yeah, well, you can pull this, Frank. I'm about to go like Jesse on your ass. I'm going to find me some other black ghosts and then organize a march. The African-American Apparition Coalition, the AAAC. And I'm gonna tell you something, Frank. It ain't nothing worse than a bunch of pissed off brothers that's already dead. You get some of that Danny Elfman music yeah. there. I like to keep in. It's uh, very different from like, uh, like other stuff because, like, even even in Dick Tracy, it sounded like. Batman, just, yeah, yeah, like touches of Batman. This is very spooky and yeah, melancholy. This is a great like Halloween time movie. too. It's a great movie. Like yeah. I, I really think I keep saying it. Everyone uh, yeah. should watch this movie. <laughs> um, those are some of the ghosts, which I know you're going to talk about. Two of those actors that we meet because we haven't met the uh, Colonel just yet. Chi McBride and uh, Chi McBride is this like he looks like something straight out of the Mod Squad. He's got a big afro and '70s clothes. Uh, the other guy, his name. Uh, the Stewart? Kid, Stewart, yeah. I think his name is Fife, John Fife. Um, I'm almost there. I looked it up. I'm sorry, I thought you had it written down. I I didn't write down everything. Yeah, Jim Jim Fife. Yeah, Jim sorry. Fife. And so they're they're pretty. Much, and there's also the Colonel, uh, which is an older the judge. The judge. I'm sorry, the judge. That's John Aston. It is John Aston. Yeah. Great actor. And, and who yeah. would is uh, the adoptive father of Sean Aston? Really, I who played know Frodo or played. Sam Sam in the Lord of the Rings by Peter Jackson. So we figure out that he's uh, pretty much scamming the the neighborhood. Yeah, to you know using ghosts to do this because he, he <clears throat> yeah. can see things. So it's weird. It's weird how it's a con, but it's also a legit psychic ability. Yeah, like he's yeah, it's he yeah. actually do it. He can actually you know, do so it, like, but he's just like yeah. you could legit like because he, he just doesn't give a shit, and he lives in this, and we'll find out why. But he lives in this like house that's just it's like half. It's finished. not yeah, it's half finished. Hasn't done much. Um, the judge is. Like he has like a pet dog and that's yeah. got like his bottom jaw and he's like God, he's shooting guns. Yeah. He's another ghost. Ghost bullets. What uh, this is when I started to think, okay, what are the physics of this rule? Or what are the rules of the physics of this world? Because they can phase through objects, but they can also, they can also manipulate move. matter. Yeah, because they can like Yeah, they can also yeah, they can manipulate matter because I do have the uh the can, like, I do have the army. I have the army. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I have to put that in there. Uh and, and there's there's And they like, can hit they can hit Bannister. 
Yeah, like, like they yeah can, he can interact with them, but they can also slide through things. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like Ghost, where they have to like. That's what I'm thinking. Concentrate practice. and practice. On. Yeah, because when, later on you kind of see Frank trying to do it himself. And it oh yeah, that's work true. Very well, um, <clears throat> did you yeah. notice the in this scene too when he's talking to his his ghost friends? He's eating a bowl of cereal. Yeah, it's booberry. Yeah, it is booberry. Yeah, he's ah. booberry. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> um, so the judge is kind of, he's ready to give up. He's getting old. He's like, I yeah. think I'm going to retire my bones. Because, I mean, he's just deteriorating. Do, do you, is there, uh, that's another question I had. I had a lot of questions. Especially he, after the, didn't he hang the most people? Like the judge, that's his thing. He's like, uh, they, something they like used that. to call me the hangman something. Because there's the scene later too where I start to, I have a lot of questions about. They have a, do they have a second life? How can they be physically harmed? How can they be killed if they're already dead? Yeah, it, there's a lot of a lot of questions yeah. that they don't so, really get into. And that means that like every single person who dies in this world just rises up like a cartoon ghost out of, out of their body. Yeah, yeah, like Casper. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly much. like that. Um, let's see here. Uh, he ends up over at the, the news. Newspaper, the newspaper. Right? So that's yeah. the lady that we heard at the very beginning of the yeah. episode, uh, because it's. Oh no, because uh, there, he sends the ghosts out to another, um, mm-hmm. to for another con at this oh, really yeah. rich, fancy place. Oh, and he gets like uh, yeah, and, and you know they're lifting up the babies and everything like that. But the and then he shows up at the house to right. like do his job, and then the lady's like, "You're a con man," because she picks up the newspaper and it shows pictures of him at the, the funerals, fucking funeral stuff. homes, yeah, yeah handing yeah, yeah, cards. Yeah. So he goes in and kind of yells at the newspaper gazette yeah, editor yeah. lady. Uh, her name is Magda. Magda. Is it Magda? Magda Reese Jones. Uh, that's not the actress's name, but that's the character. The character's name. name. Yeah. Uh, Magda. Yes. I'm trying to figure out where. <clears throat> it's it's when uh, he's leaving. Yeah, when he's leaving there. Uh, yeah, he bumps into this punker, and that's Peter Jackson. Oh, that's Peter Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there, there's another uh, funeral procession going by, and we right. see Lucy in the front seat, and we realize that Ray oh, has died. Yeah. Because he runs into Ray. Yeah. As a ghost, and yeah. he's like, what he the? doesn't seem like terribly surprised about it either he's just like oh well you're, you know you're dead right yeah because frank's walking down the street and he sees ray as a ghost running toward him and he's like and he he's gets like, and then he gets knocked over by him yeah 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 and everyone's like oh let me help you up he's yeah. like what the fuck frank you can see me yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. And he's like take me take me to my funeral frank take me to my funeral yeah. and uh when they're going <laughs> they're going to the fucking grave site uh-huh. uh we meet a um it's like a, an old uh uh, I'll just play the clip because everybody pretty much knows. Yeah, you'll, knows. you'll, you'll re- yeah. instantly recognize Here this man's voice. This is fun. <laughs> Don't worry about them. They're not going to hurt you. <laughs> what in the hell is going on out here? <gasps> Get back in your grave. Ah, oh, son of a... Holy Jesus! Frank Bannister! Go ahead, I'll handle this. <laughs> What the hell are you doing in my graveyard? You have been told to stay away! Sound off like you've got up here! Yeah, well, it's a public place, Hiles. I do not like you! You cannot bring your spooks in here without my permission! Disappear, scumbag! I am not one of your shitty little emanations, Bannister! You cannot push spirits around. You are scum, using spooks to put the brighteners on people. That makes me physically ill. We got a lot of lowlifes around here, 
and I will provide an armed response on the first sign of trouble. They must be contained. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny, Mr. R. Lee Ermy, the late. Our late, late great army. yeah yeah uh, this is where i kind of lost track of my notes because i was just really just watching the movie so i, I just kind of go through some stuff i had a lot of fun uh watching this part too because I, I wondered okay this is too spot on oh, i remember to full metal jacket and then i read that uh walsh uh fran walsh and peter jackson intentionally wrote this character to be a spoof of of that star that character from full metal jacket and they wanted to get a new zealand actor to you know, fill in that role. But and they just called him, and they're just like, like "Hey, yeah, are you sure, available?" No problem. They're like, "Yeah, pretty much." They're like, "Hey, Mr. didn't he? Didn't he have a show called like Mail Call or something?" He did, like yeah, that? on History Channel. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty cool show because it would just be like people asking questions, basic questions that civilians would have about you know military, military stuff. stuff yeah. yeah, and um, so in this scene too, when when Ray is watching his own funeral, if you look closely in some shots, you can see in the background where Frank's house is. Mm-hmm. It's on fire. Is it because not 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 because of any detail in the script, but because they finished filming and they were striking the set? Oh, they just burned it down. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice that. Oh, that's cool. I didn't either. Uh, I had to re- so I want to go back and like confirm whether or not that's. that's I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to buy this movie. I am too because I rented it and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I actually need to buy this. Film. I was just thinking about that too because um, when I set up my my new home theater that I'm getting ready to set up, it's not going to be like technological marvel, but I'm going to start to curate an actual wall. Of, of DVDs, of DVDs. I got, I got my and big, I'm gonna have a my big CD case down here. <laughs> I want to have a, the Duck and the Usher wall. Oh, nice! All the movies we cover. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, during the funeral, <laughs> you know, like Ray falls into his own grave, sees himself yeah. dead, like just the classic gags. Yeah. Um, but Lucy sees him, mm-hmm. and she even sees him like kind of helping. He helps Ray out of the grave because he's being kind of buried. So he like you know he bends yeah. down, picks him up, and they're talking. And Lucy ends up uh, inviting him out to dinner, Frank. Right. Um, and they go to a medieval-themed restaurant. Yeah, they do. Like, that was an odd choice. I don't know. It's I wonder if I wonder maybe if that's maybe that's like that little town that's like the nicest place. I was well, I was wondering because they filmed it in Wellington, or at least most of these parts. <clears throat> and I'm wondering if that was a, an actual themed restaurant that was in Peter. Ja- it's Peter Jackson's hometown. Yeah. No, that's where his studios so, are. I wonder if it was created because then you would have had to like spend money to produce those costumes he probably they, yeah just rented it out and like, yeah, just, just cook food for everybody great yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> medieval theme restaurant let's go um and and she's there because she wants to talk to ray right. and um so ray's there and he's like tell her i love her frank's kind of beating around the bush a little bit the whole thing yeah he doesn't yeah. really like doing it because he doesn't want people to know that he has like the actual gifts right. like i think he's okay with being a con artist yeah which is strange because you can actually he can actually do that. Yeah. And, he's, and he still wants to grift people. And uh, she kind of asked him, like, you know, how did you get this gift? He's like, well, I was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just leaves it at that. He was in a yeah, car he kind accident. Yeah, kind of omits certain details. And, and Lucy has, like, a really important question. She's like, you need to ask Ray where <laughs> my money my is money. That, <laughs> that, that you were supposed to invest. And... And you can see Ray as the ghost. He's talking. I was going to get the clip, but I was like, it's just yeah. not that important. Yeah, but, not, not not terribly. Yeah, it's kind of filler. But he's a, uh, you know, he says like, uh, like it, was, it was a grand. Yeah, it was like eighteen grand or something like that. Yeah, yeah sixteen, eighteen. And he's like, I, I lost it on a bad deal. But don't tell her that. Don't tell yeah, her that. And Frank just looks it. at her and tells her, yeah, he lost it on a bad deal. And he's like, God damn it, Frank. He's freaking. What out. What does she say? Oh, she says something like, oh, it's typical. It's just Frank. of him. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you bitch. <laughs> and also, like, he died of a heart attack. Um, everyone's been dying of these heart attacks. Right. Um. 
and he's like a really healthy person. So he's like, I'm what, 29. Yeah. He's like, this is bullshit. Like, how did I just croak? Mm-hmm. Um, and for, uh, Ray ends up, goes to yeah, the restroom, right? Well, no, Ray uh, knocks over the old glass of wine. Oh, yeah. yeah he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I can move shit now. Yeah, and yeah. knocks it onto Frank. So Frank, makes yeah, Frank to goes to the bathroom and he's trying to wash himself. And this guy <laughs> walks in and he's got 38 written on his forehead. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. If you remember, you ever see Bean? Yeah. <laughs> when he, he's trying to dry off his pants, and he's standing up in front of the, ooh, the hot ooh, air dryer. Yeah. That, oh, all yeah. of this made me think of uh, that, and then it made me think of the scene in uh, in uh, Venture Brothers where uh, Hank. He's doing the same thing. He's standing in front of the fucking uh, air dryer, and he's like, "Oh man, it's like someone with a fever is yelling at my pants." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he sees a, a another sees a, guest in the restaurant. With yeah, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah, and so uh, and Frank starts like kicking down the doors to the stalls, and the guy's right. like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then he sees the demon thing, right. fucking. The soul collector, the soul collector, the specter, the grim reaper, this hooded creature, uh, apparition, yeah, attack this it's guy. Like classic, you know, grim reaper look to it. Yeah, and the dude dies. His body comes mm-hmm. out, and then he kind of goes to heaven because you see him go, "Mom," and he goes yeah. towards the light type of deal. So I was always wondering, like, okay, because later, later, uh, like you have all these ghosts that are just kind of hanging out in limbo. Yeah, and so are they? Do they always have the choice to cross over? I think they do. At any point? Yeah. They could just go. Like, oh, I don't, out of here. Done. Yeah, see, that's a little weird. Like, the because, yeah, we're going to talk a little later about that. Sure. Because, like, at the end, <clears> that doesn't make much here, sense yeah. at the very end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Frank gets uh, really freaked out, and he runs. Like, he just fucking books it and runs out of there. Um, well, he starts to chase the thing. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He, well, he starts to chase like, oh, it. Oh, shit. That's you know, it. Because, you know, he's... It, legit investigating now and he sees the the apparition the ghost like fly off like a like a sheet you know and he, he gets in his car and he's driving around and he's, he's driving like shit again um and the the cloaked ghost um let's see he he gets he gets somewhere he chases him away and then the, and then I think it kind of there's yeah and then it cuts scene to, changes and to and, Lucy being questioned by the sheriff right and this is where we meet was, Dammers and then I have a little bit of an end yes. too so, so uh, and Frank's now becoming a suspect because he's appearing too closely to all these dead these bodies. death bodies yeah. yeah and and this is where we're gonna we're gonna meet well we're gonna meet Dammers which is a fun character yeah he's he's really good. yeah I he's really him. good uh, and we're also gonna get a little more background on the on Frank's situation the two cops I think you see in the next scene there, there's you got the sheriff. Perry or whatever his name is, and then he's got his two deputies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 black deputy is the same actor who played Dozer in The Matrix. Oh, nice. Thanks, brother. Okay. Here we go. All right. Special Agent Dammers has over 20 years' experience in the area of uh, paranormal psychology. Much of that was spent undercover with various cults and sects. I, I get all the fruity cases, Mrs. Lenski. For God's sake, Milton, would you come inside and sit down? I'm more comfortable standing. Thank you. I really don't see what this has to do with Frank Bannister. Mrs. Linsky, you know nothing about Frank Bannister. You claim he's a bona fide psychic, yet all I have heard is a lot of ill-informed, meandering waffle. On the third day of July, 1990, Frank Bannister then a successful architect, was overseeing the construction of his new home. 
Now, the building contractor, Jacob Platz, would later confirm that Bannister had been consuming alcohol that morning. 12.23 p.m., Platz sees Bannister in a heated argument with his wife, Deborah. It appears that Bannister had promised Deborah a garden in the new home, and then, without consulting her, proceeded to lay a four-inch thick concrete slab, creating a basketball court for himself. 12.31 p.m., Platz watches the couple drive away. Bannister kept a toolbox in the back of his car, and in it was a utility knife with a retractable blade. Bannister purchased seven new blades that morning at Jessen's Hardware Store and Building Supply on the corner of 3rd and Garrett. Milton, you're, you're, you're mumbling. We can't understand a word you're saying. 12.33 p.m. And the 84 Volvo heads into the hills. It is the last time anyone will see the couple together. Now, by Bannister's own admission, the argument continues to rage, reaching a climactic point when Deborah demands that Bannister stop, pull over, let her out, and at that moment, probably 12.36, 12.37 p.m., the car leaves the road on a sharp curve. Presumably, because Bannister was driving too fast. She was killed? The body was found some 15 yards from the car. Now, Bannister, he was picked up two hours later, wandering in the woods. He claimed to have no recollection of the events that occurred after the accident. But here's the odd thing, Mrs. Linsky, his utility knife was missing. And to this day, it has not been found. But do you know what was really bizarre? Deborah's corpse had the number 13 carved into his forehead. Unlucky for some. You're talking about a mythical figure, a pseudo-religious icon from the 12th century. <laughs> Save your pea brain prattle for the classroom, boy. That was the soul collector. And he's been taking people out since time began. He's going about some dark business here in Fairwater. And we ain't nothing but worm bait. So you get to meet Dammers, who is a special right. agent, and we it, it, they say it before the clip, but he was like undercover with a bunch of cults and right. like so he's just a weird <clears throat> fucking dude. Uh, and this is uh, Jeffrey Combs uh, from the animator or reanimator movies, and I think he was in a a movie uh, that was supposed to be Doctor Strange. Um, back in the 80s, but they couldn't get the rights to it, so they just changed the name of the to movie something. and called it something else, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea. And then the clip, uh, I'm going to look it up. The clip there uh, ends with the scene jumping back to the ghost of the judge talking. Yeah, because they were, they were all chasing the uh, the soul catcher <clears throat> thing right. that's been killing everybody. And John Aston, I remembered, uh, just kind of connects us to our Street Fighter movie. He played the part of uh, Gomez Adams in the OG Adams Family show in the 60s. 
That was him, yeah. Was Gomez Adams, yeah. And then Raul, Raul Julia would do that later in the movie. Crazy. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out where we're at. Again, I still have like massive oh, gaps. Oh, man. I did watch a movie recently with Jeffrey Combs. He's in this movie called Would You Rather, hmm. where he forces all these uh, people. He's this rich dude, and it's just like this sick game that he plays um, where the winner um, gets a small fortune. And it's it's things like, you know, either do this, uh, stick your head in this bucket of water for X amount of time, or take this razor and slice your open eye. So it's really, really fucked up movie, but Jeffrey Combs is good in that. <clears throat> what else was he in? Yeah, keep doing that real quick. I Fortress. Gotta check something. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, Jeffrey. Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing there? I just had to listen to see what was the next clip. Oh, Did yeah. you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I think it, everybody else did too. No, it's not supposed to do that. This this little button here, this green one, is yeah. supposed to just let me hear everything. And oh, uh, wiki wiki wow, whatever. Anyway, uh, moving on. So um, yeah, so Frank uh, just kind of the next day, uh, he runs into the Cazette lady. She's got a number on her head, also, right. and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and he's gonna try to save her, so he like goes to. Uh, where does he go? Like a museum. It's a museum, and it has a bunch of like ancient Egyptian artifacts and. Uh, um, she is there because she's a reporter. Yeah, and uh, Bartlett like pretty much comes to kidnap her ass, like to try to save her. Uh, Bannister. Bannister. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. So many B's in this. Frank tries to uh, right, save Frank, her. Frank. Frank. Yeah. Michael uh, J. Fox. Right. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so in this scene, uh, this is where he kind of figures out. Okay, uh, the people who are numbered are now being knocked off one by one by whatever this, this ghost. The soul catcher thing is. Yeah, and um. While he's there, his his ghost friend shows up to help him fend off the uh, the, the the reaper, and uh, this is when I started having a lot of questions about how they interact with physical reality, because his ghost bullets work on other ghosts, yeah, but see, not the- on humans or like people, the living or the physical world, and <laughs> uh, and and I don't know. The whole scene was wacky. Even the two cops that show up just start fucking firing willy nilly. Like uh, at, in, at, at at everything, Frank, who, if, yeah, they're if, destroying, yeah, they're like destroying like priceless artifacts. artifacts, yeah. And at one point, like the judge is like looking at what is he looking at? Like a mummy. He's like, yeah, he's oh. like oh man, that's why they call me the judge. Yeah, <laughs> he goes in and or like the the long noose hangman or something like that. Uh, yeah, he, he basically has sex with a mummy. Yeah, I was and he's like, like, is this necrophilia? I judge? like it when they lie still like that. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, a little creepy. Yikes! He and, he ends up taking um. The news reporter. Yeah, he fucking. Okay, another. Okay, so you have. He like fireman carries her out of there. He punches her. Oh, yeah, knocks her out. <laughs> punches her right in the face while he's getting <laughs> shot at by cops. Gets in a shitty 84 and Volvo. And there's a ghost battle going on. This whole scene was wacky. It was just, just wacky, wacky, wacky. And it wouldn't have made, it would have made zero sense. If I played any clips. Yeah, without any context. And I, this is when I started to think okay, this movie really kind of ramps up and gets better, better as, as it moves along. Because there's so many, like, wacky things that start coming into it to make it, like, better. Like, the Dammers character. Like, uh, he's got this Hitler haircut. And uh, did you notice that his eyes were, like, solid Yeah, they're black. black. It's so creepy. Anyway, loved it. Uh, it so, Frank has got the... Uh, Magda, the reporter. Yeah, the reporter, the Gazette yeah. lady. And it, she wakes up, and she's a crouch down, like, don't kill me. He's like, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm yeah. trying to save you, you bitch. Because she's and, got a number on her face. And the ghost is, is, is chasing, chasing her. Him. Yeah. And, and they end up wrecking the car, almost yeah, like, almost, almost exactly like what happened with his uh, wife and him. Oh, yeah. And he sees 
her get um killed, killed. Her, what does her ghost say something like i'll see you in hell or something like that like it's all your fault frank something like that yeah she she buys the farm as yeah. i like to say and she goes up to heaven <laughs> oh i just thought about something hmm. okay so i mean i mentioned starship troopers earlier yeah jake Busey was also in that he was with this lady with the other lady and i realized that i say buy the farm a lot because of the book starship troopers that's what the the soldiers say when somebody dies. Yeah, you told me this. Have before. I told you? Yeah, that? I think you've said it on one of the casts. Yeah, it's like a reference to retiring. When you retire, you buy a farm. Only in this case, retired means dead. Gonna die anyway. And then it goes back to the uh, the police station where Dammers is talking to the thing, and he's like, "We gotta find him." He's like, "You'll, you know, we'll." What is it like? You'll never find Frank Bannister. Blah 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 blah. He walks right in. And he's just walking <laughs> in, and Dammers is like, "We'll I have to hunt everywhere." Blah blah. And yeah, he just walks right in. He's like. She's dead. So uh, Dammer's kind of. <clears throat> this kind of jumps like a lot around. Like we're gonna have to because my next clip is literally when we find out who the soul catcher is. Doesn't um, he have a some kind of a psychic flashback where he he remembers that his wife had a thirteen carved in into her head. Yes, and he's he's starting. He, he can't figure out like why this ghost is chasing people and why the numbers are popping up because it's the same you know he knows it has something to he do with he starts having wife. like a little bit of a breakdown yeah 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 because when he's being interviewed by um by dammers yeah so uh, a, lot, a lot of plates are spinning by this point and doesn't he like let's see here doesn't he get uh well they book him they put him in a cell yeah and they have like a little interrogation where jeffrey combs just is the wackiest, wackiest weirdest dude he, the way he talks to he kind of like uh, sticks his lips out. Yeah, he's real. He's real, like a snake. Real slimy. Yeah, yeah snake like. Yeah, totally. Because there's like no irises and no pupils, just this black abyss of eyes. I'm trying to remember where we are because I really we we are on that. That's okay. That's okay. We we are at the point where they they put him in a jail cell and now Lucy goes and visits his unfinished place and kind of realizes that you know the house is sort of a. Uh, Represents Frank's life where things are incomplete, and he she learns more about um his him oh yeah because of what Dammers told her about the uh, about the incident with his with his wife's death yeah and uh, when when she's there she listens to the um the phone message and mm-hmm. it's uh the, the the mother of the the, the girl right. or whatever yeah and she's like Mister you know Bannister yep. you need to come over now he's back he's she's talking to him again oh and this is the old lady <clears throat> yeah the old lady okay because we were meant to believe that she was the one abusing the daughter yeah yeah right. but it, and then we go in and you know she's Lucy's like I gotta take you out of this house to the to the daughter right take you out of this house do this she's like well come in you know these are my dad's ashes we find out mm-hmm. like dad's right, ashes because right, you ashes, know yeah, yeah. like after I didn't do anything but my dad killed himself and, and that's when lucy finds yeah she she Frank's, uh exacto knife in the grandma's closet right because uh what's the, what's the daughter's think, name again uh it's um patty patricia patricia yeah which i think is a reference to patty hurst actually the whole the whole thing is is a, a direct reference to the charles starkweather which was also st- stated yeah they literally in the said movie it. and that was a real story where he and his 14 year old girlfriend uh, killed like eleven people plus two dogs, <clears throat> and um, strangely enough, the Bartlett character um, is named after Starkweather's second and third real life victims, Velma and Marion, or Velda and Marion Bartlett. And so they gave the killer in this movie the names of the victims of the guy that killed him. <laughs> 
who got killed to the killer in this movie. In this movie yeah. And what's even stranger is uh, the Velda and Marion Bartlett are buried in the same cemetery as Charles Starkweather. Well, they're all from the same place, I guess. Yeah, Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she ends up finding uh, Frank Bannister's exacto knife. So, of course, Lucy thinks that it's the grandma who's like the yeah, crazy the bitch. Crazy one. But um, so she 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 comes out and you know the grandma finds out that she was in the house. Like you were in my you were in my room. <clears throat> get right. out! Get out! Kicks her out. There's she goes to see Ray, Ray shows up right. Yeah, yeah, because Ray shows up. Yeah, and when he sees the house, mm-hmm. like Ghost Ray, it's all it's all like like a demon like house. Alive, yeah. So yeah, he runs in. He's like Lucy, get out of here! So when she runs out, yeah, um, he gets killed again. Yeah, he gets like super killed, like dead, dead killed, yeah, yeah. ghost killed by the ghost killed by the soul <laughs> demon. As she's peeling out of that, out of there, the the, the skin is. Or is, ectoplasm, yeah, or whatever, it's dropped just, on the hood. Yeah. And I don't know why. If you're if you're a ghost killer, and you kill another ghost, and you want to terrorize a living person, if you throw a ghost corpse, no one's gonna see no, it. She's not gonna see it. Yeah, I think it's just mostly for for it's us, for us, yeah. for us uh, behind the fourth wall viewers. Yeah, it like takes his face off too, which is kind of gnarly. And she goes to see Frank in jail, trying to play. Like, I just need to talk uh-huh. to him. Tells him about everything. Right. Like, I found this. I did this, and then. He finds out that uh, Lucy's got a number on her head. Boom. Yeah, she gets a was it a thirty a forty or thirty nine or 40, uh, 30, 41? I think she's a number appears on her forehead. I yeah, I think she's forty or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, Frank decides that he needs to. He's got to help her. Blah blah. blah. The, even the the damn thing tries to attack her. Oh yeah, the, in yeah, the they get cell. Yeah. Um, Damers is there, of course, and then she uh, hits him with a fire extinguisher, and they escape the thing, and then they're being. I think they're being chased by the damn Reaper all over this. Uh, oh, he killed, like, his ghost friends show up. Yeah, his ghost friends show up, and they're like, get out of here, Frank, we got and him, Frank, we they got him. They, they both buy the farm. <laughs> yeah, they both buy the farm. <laughs> uh, and we find out, like, Frank is pretty, Frank gets a gun, and he's like, I got to have an out-of-body experience. Yeah, so I got to die. Yeah, I got to die. Yeah. And he puts a gun to his head. She's like, no, no, no. Yeah, hold on there. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Pump the brakes, <laughs> chief. <Yeah. laughs> we got better ways of doing this. I'm going to throw you in a freezer and you're going to get hyperthermia. Yeah. <laughs> so but as long as I revive you within a certain amount of time, I'm sure that's not how that works. So she starts, she freezes him. He has the out of body experience. But Dameris shows up and grabs her. Yeah. She's like, you broke him out of jail. Something's going on. You didn't right. talk to me. Right. Uh, f- this is where you see like Frank as a ghost, like falling yeah. through floors. Cause he doesn't yeah. really grasp the idea. Trying to figure yet. out how to ghost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he ends up, um, he ends up going to the cemetery because right. that's where that's where the thing is, I guess. Right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, actually, I'm kind of caught up here. Uh, she has a, she has a 41 on her head. Okay, all right. I so da- and then Damers has Lucy in a police cruiser now, and he he's kind of having a, a bit of a, a an evening of his own. Oh yeah, because he uh, like reveals all of his chest scars and Bannister follows them and like, yeah, yeah, because they the ghost is chasing her, right? Yeah. And uh homeboy's got like all these like pentagrams and shit. Like, no nipples. No nipples. He's like, <laughs> look what they did to me. It's a very like would you fuck me or I'd fuck me kind of experience <laughs> there. Yeah. Um Frank uh Oh, the, uh, Lee Ermey, the character Hiles or whatever his name is, the guy. Yeah, he comes out and he sees the soul catcher and he's like, "Get out of my lawn!" He starts, yeah, he gets killed too. Yeah, he gets and cut then, in half. Yeah, like, sliced and then down. Frank picks up his ghost guns and starts <laughs> starts blasting away. 
and uh, and the you know it starts put holes through this Grim Reaper yeah. like robe type thing. And I have a little clip because it starts turning into like this goop. Yeah. It's like this like demon face uh-huh. goop. And Frank Bannister starts beating it against the. Like, Who are you? Yeah, and I got a little clip of that. That's Who? what I was trying to play earlier. So here oh, I heard that. Who are you? Who are you? Johnny Bartlett. I thought guys like you frightened hell. I got out, Frank. (laughs) I've been carrying on the good work. Got me a score of 40. Sinclair, I just want to shake the hand of the man who finally avenged my death. You've got a number. Bartlett carved it into my forehead as highly dying. I was the last. <laughs> you couldn't be more wrong, you could have fret. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the so kind of a lot is revealed, right? Yeah, a lot there. of a lot is revealed. So you figure out that you know Bartlett is the is the the, the soul catcher, the soul Grim Reaper thing. Grim Reaper, yeah. See, this is what kind of pissed me off when when the 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 guy's like, "You avenged my death." Yeah, yeah. My, And it's like you got a number in your head. When what the fuck? When 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 Frank's wife died and they found the number thirteen carved into her head, uh-huh. did no fucking investigator from that town go, "Oh, that seems like the Bartlett case yeah, from a yeah. little while ago." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? It's, it's in the same town. It's, too, it's right? in the same town. Like maybe they didn't release that to the press or anything, but some investigator had to have known that they carved. Yeah, like, it's weird. Well, bad we, policing. We get yeah, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, but we get uh, later. We find out like why why a thirteen? Because at, at this point, I I hadn't seen this movie in a while, so I'm watching this part and I'm like, how is he? How does he? How is, how is he carving people, shit into people's heads from? Beyond the grave, and then you know later we're gonna we get to the, out, we're like, gonna get to that here in just a second. Yeah. Uh, when uh, after he's talking to it, Bartlett's like, "We're not done yet." <clears throat> His goop face kind of slides through. Yeah, it's an underground catacomb, I guess. I suppose, and uh, mausoleum maybe. Yeah, Frank goes down there and he grabs like the scythe. Yeah, yeah. And he's about he's to about kill to him. him off. Yeah, but he keeps going bam, bam because the doctors are bringing him back to and life. Then with the the defibs. Yeah, because Lucy finally escaped. Fucking right. Bam, dammers. Dammers. I was gonna say bammers. Something like bammers. Bammers. Bartlett. Bartlett. Bannisters. <laughs> Bradley. <laughs> um. When they wake him up, they end up. Uh, Lucy runs to Patty's house. Right, excuse me, uh, because she thinks that, that that she's in danger. Yeah, they got to get her out of the house. Yeah, because Bartlett's Bartlett's back, and that's when she shows her the the knife, right, to old lady Bradley. No, no, the, well, is that not what happened? no, that already happened. Like, oh, uh, okay, you're right, you're right. But I, I have a little clip of this because Lucy's trying to get Patty to come get out of the house, right? Like, get and, out of the house, and then we start to realize, okay, uh, Patty's not playing with a full deck either. Exactly. And here's a little clip of that. He visits me at night. Oh, well, let me stop that. So yeah, he t- she says that like Bartlett is talking to her. Yes, like he visits yeah. me at night. He freaks me out. So she's still playing this kind of uh, a, yeah, it's a ruse. victim mm-hmm. type of thing, and you'll find out that it's not. He visits me at night. 
don't know why he comes. He torments me. Why has he come? Am I being punished? Patricia, please, let's just... Please. I want to kill her now, Patty. That'll give us 41. That's eight clear, Casey. Another nine on the broken Bundy's record. I can't wait to see old Ted's face when he hears the news. Yes. What? I'm sorry. We really should wait for Mother. And that asswipe psychic nearly ruined it for us tonight, Patty. He made us look stupid. You're gonna be okay, Patricia. Everything's gonna be all right. Now shut up. That Russian cannibal creep's running around saying he did 50 plus. That reflects badly on the both of us, Patty. This record should be held by an American. I quite agree. You can come. Stay with me if, if you like. I want to kill him now, baby. I'd like that. <laughs> I'll just get my coat. Patronizing do-good, <sighs> bitch. <laughs> oh, Patricia. You kill her. I'll watch. Bradley? Mrs. Bradley, are you coming with us? So Mrs. Bradley had been uh, stabbed a bunch. Stabbed a bunch in her bedroom. And, uh, yeah. and that's when the whole thing kind of gets flipped. Uh, uh, as that, the viewer, you find out that, that Patty's like. She's been working with him. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, she, Patty tries to kill her with a knife. He grabs, even grabs. And Frank shows up to kind of save her, right. right? I think. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, yeah, uh, she's got a shotgun. So, okay. And then we kind of the ashes because somehow. Well, they've she she like wipes away the dust in the front. She's she's John Charles Bartlett. Yeah, and why do serial killers always have three names? You know, they always use their middle names. Yeah, they always do. Lee John Harvey Wayne Gacy. Gacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Lee Harvey Oswald, but John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was starting to think about this this part here because it's revealed that Patty knows that Bartlett's in the house and that he's doing all the killings to try to outdo uh, historical serial killers yeah. and their their kill counts. So does that mean she is also psychic, like, uh, Bannister? Yeah, because uh, I think even Bannister says, like... Uh, some kind of trauma. Yeah, he says when happen. you have some kind of trauma, you get to see something else. So she had trauma because she pretty much murdered a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, right. All right. So there is that. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so Bartlett, Bartlett's, yeah, Bartlett's trying some, to... He somehow gets back into his little cremation jar. Yeah. And then they're like, "We got to take this to sacred grounds." Well, yeah, because because they're they're, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly yeah. how this happened. Frank comes in, tries to save him. They're all battling each other. She's chasing homegirl around with a knife. Bartlett is jumping inside of like portraits and pictures, trying to uh, you know strangle them or whatever. He he impales uh, that painting on a bedpost, and that causes like 
some kind of ghostly pain to Bartlett, so he like swips back into his urn. Yeah, and then like, they, we gotta we gotta get this thing to consecrated ground. Which this is what is stupid. Okay, like, they they gotta go to One a criticism. church, right? They gotta yeah. go to a church. And uh-huh. They're like, oh, there's a there's a there's a church at the old the old hospital yeah. where Bartlett did all these killings. Where he did all the killings. Yeah, does that mean they live close to the hospital? I'm guessing like it's close to the like house, real close. Yeah, know, like you couldn't just, just boop, you could right just like it. hopped in the car and just found a random church. No, let's go to some beat up old. Yeah. Like Let's go to the sanatorium place where, where or, my uh, psychic powers are going to fuck with me. Yeah. yeah. So they go there. Uh, Patty's still chasing them with a fucking shotgun, which she has yeah. a lot of bullets. Lots. Lots of shells for that. Uh, during this time, they get separated. Even fucking Dammer shows up while they're yeah. in there, and yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. crazy, too. Uh, so while they're evading Patty within this sanitarium... Frank starts having flashbacks. Frank's having flashbacks because the place is full of those traumatic experiences so all this psychic energy is taking him into the uh, however far back uh, it was we can see like bartlett and, and patty Girl, yeah like, like killing all these doing people. the initial killings you, yeah. you even see like the 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 one guy that's like thanks for avenging my death yeah. you used to get to see him because mm-hmm. he's like what are you doing stop and he's like 12 yeah <laughs> you know uh, and, and um she, i think she, yeah he blasts them she was blasting people in the beds yeah and, uh, so the chapel, they get to it. It's all boarded up. Um, <clears throat> I think at this point, like, this is where Dammer is like girl. Lucy was like stuck in an elevator. Yeah, and Dammer's takes the, uh, urn, the urn and yeah. opens it, dumps it out. Like, <clears throat> he's like <laughs> he doesn't know what's really going on. No, not at all. And um, Frank, he he like produces like an Uzi. Like he whips out like a some kind of yeah. Like, he's like, I'm gonna get you, Frank. And then Frank's like stepping backwards. As, I think he's a bit of a Nazi too, because I mean, like his his haircut. Would well, yeah, he's Hitler esque. Yeah, he was in cults and spiritual stuff. Yeah, so and probably. he's been like working with the FBI and stuff. So there's probably like this nationalism going on in, in his brain, you know. And he's and he's I don't know whatever. So he's nuts. So he shoots Frank. Um, so surprisingly, didn't kill him because that was a fully automatic weapon. Yeah, and because Patricia ends up killing Dammers, like blows his face yeah, off. Yeah, it's awesome like, because because when his head explodes, then you see his ghost yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was comical and that was funny. And he's okay, like, hmm. so that there was a, a a thing that Peter Jackson was frustrated with the MPAA because he he wanted a uh, PG thirteen uh, rating. Mm-hmm. You know, I really think it could have been PG thirteen. <clears throat> yeah, but for some reason they kept. Uh, slapping an R on it and so Peter Jackson was like fuck it you know what I'm just gonna earn it and he put that that shot that, in there that, that, expo- that head explosion which, that was like, a great scene yeah it's fantastic um pretty much uh, after yeah Patricia kills Dammers Bartlett's a uh, ghost mm-hmm. and Patricia they're hunting down Frank and Lucy right uh pretty much uh you see is, there's a you, you, he gets he, another he, psychic vision and of he re- Patty of Patty Carving the thirteen into yeah. f- into his own wife, so, so that's when Frank he, gets pissed. He's yeah. like, Bleh! you know, um, <clears throat> and the she she actually chokes him she, out and kills him. Yeah, because he's out, he's out of she's out of bullets. Yeah, and Patricia strangles Frank yeah. to death. Um, mm. But then, like, this is what's weird: when Frank dies, Frank's spirit rips Patricia's spirit out, out of, of her, her body. body. Does that mean all ghosts can do that? I guess so. Like, just. Like he, he starts carrying her up the tunnel toward the, toward the light. Towards the light. And so Bartlett grabs on the legs. And right. he's like, so he's carrying. So, so Frank's floating. Going, they're all floating up to heaven. <laughs> and, you know, and they're fighting and stuff like that. 
and I actually like uh, the the Bartlett character in this, the Jake Busey's character, yeah. because on the top of his head, you can, yeah. you can see the 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 electrocutioner, like yeah. the electric shock on top of his head. I thought they did a pretty good that job. That was cool that. too, because uh, it took me a minute. I was like, is that hair? Do you notice like, no, that it's the, the burn marks? Do you notice that the like even Ray uh, before his character was killed off was showing like deterioration signs, yeah. like he was decaying. And that made me think of well, like American werewolf. Stewart's always sneezing, like ectoplasm. He's always got like, oh, a, like yeah. a bad na- nasal drip. And it made me like think that. of American Werewolf in London uh, when his dead friend shows up, but keeps like decaying. Oh yeah, throughout you know? time. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I guess the judge was decaying pretty bad too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. Because he was, he had like no jaw. Um, um, but, but yeah, so they go up to heaven, and uh, I have a little clip of this. Cool. Pretty much, uh, and this <clears> is kind of. Pretty much the end of the movie, really. Yeah, but mostly. Here we go. How's it going? Bye, <laughs> Frank. Johnny. Johnny. Step back, Frank. Yeah. This isn't going to be pleasant. Express bus to hell. No lines, no wait. It's really something, isn't it? Excellent libraries, premium cigars, <laughs> and of course, the honeys. The honeys. Yeah, about that. Stu's a regular chick magnet up here. <laughs> Hello, Frank. It's time to go home. I am home. Uh, No. No. See, the authorities have informed Uh. us that it's just not your time. Start living, dude. Whoa. Be happy. So during that scene, uh, when when Frank gets to heaven, um, right. pretty much Bartlett and Patty are like, "Fuck you, Frank! Yeah, we got you, bitch! Back. We're going back. We're gonna kill some more." But no, these like worm type creature things come out. Like the tunnel, like the heaven tunnel, turns into a like a fleshy meat worm. Tunnel. Yeah, and, it, and then it's like a worm. Yeah, and it's yeah. all these little worms, and then and then it's a big worm, and then that they're eats inside them. of a bigger worm, and then it just shoots back down to hell southward. Yeah. <clears throat> Like a uh, sand dune, like a sandworm. Like a sandworm. <laughs> I, I, was I was wondering. I was waiting if you're gonna do yeah, it. Or not. I saw your face. I was. I was thinking about it when I watched it. I was like, "Look, a worm." <laughs> but uh, I didn't think it was 
quite close enough. Frank and Lucy pretty much fall in love. And uh, yeah, at, at one point, because the sheriff comes up and he's like, Frank, Frank, Frank. You, I yeah. got I got this idea for a book. We got yeah. to write a book together. And he's like, take it off the force. He's like, he's like, actually, why don't you talk about you and and your your guardian angel. angel that's sitting there? <laughs> and when it drives by, you see Dammers in the back seat, and then Lucy goes like, damn, Dammers looks fucking pissed. Yeah, and he's and, like, oh shit. What? And then that's when she's like, you know, traumatic experiences. So now she can see the now fucking she can ghost see, too. Yeah, and he's fixing up his house and all that stuff. So they yeah. and they live happily ever after. That's pretty much the movie. Yeah. Um. I fucking love this movie. I'm a big fan. So big if, fan. You, if you've never seen it, rent it. Actually, I suggest just buy it. Just buy the damn buy thing. It. Put it in your, your spooky time, spooky season collection for, you know, Halloween and stuff. Excellent. Excellent October movie. Um, and the uh, right at the end, there is a, a cover of Don't Fear the Reaper. Yep. By Blue Oyster Cult. Coat. And um, that's actually the... Uh, one of two movies that came out in 1996 that used this song in the credits, and that the other one was Scream. Well, oh, Scream came out in 1996. They're making another one. That? I hear they're oh, making Scream another Five. Scream Five. Are they? Is it Scream Five? Or are they just calling five. it? Yeah, I don't know if they're calling it Five or they're just redoing it. Cause they're bringing yeah. back like Arquette and all those people. I uh, by the way, I, I didn't say it's 110 minutes long. So this movie, pretty much, we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes. So it's. I'm sorry. It's a hundred. It's 110 minutes long. So it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's nearly two hours. Yeah. Nearly two hours. How long have we? How long have we been doing this? Uh, about an hour and fifteen. Oh, okay. It's a short episode. Short. It's a good movie. Uh, that's. You uh, want to duck it? Yeah, dude. We're gonna uh, duck it, and then, then we gotta, then we gotta oh, choose we gotta, the, the duck jar, which I gotta, gotta film get, you. Get out of the old. Yeah, I'm gonna have it. since it's your birthday coming up, you get to do it. Um, you, you, I duck uh, this movie. I'm gonna have to five duck it. Okay, I'm gonna have to five duck it. Just it's a fun movie. I yeah. definitely I could watch this next week. Yeah, totally. And still be happy with it. It's a fun film. You it's got its the, little problems, but it's a fun one. I really enjoy. I it. don't think the problems are enough to to really have a critique of like oh yeah. I mean, some of the CG is a little it's dated, really well but written. Uh, yeah. yeah, some of that early CG was okay. So this I wonder if there's a Blu-ray on this. Maybe they like cleaned it up a little bit or something. Maybe that'd be cool. Uh, I know there was a uh, a re-release sometime later. Uh, and I read that Weta had had to really like upgrade or expand their software uh, in order to do this because this was one of the most digital effects heavy films uh, at the time of, of any movie ever. So it was it was pretty groundbreaking in that part. And so they like upgraded to like some thirty seven or forty seven brand new computers to render all of these shots, and they would use that same stuff. And just a few years later, to start producing all the effects for Lord of the Rings as well. So I'm trying to double check. I think this years. might be what. Yeah, <clears throat> this was one of the last movies that um, he actually did. That Michael J. Fox did as like an actual character character. I th yeah, this he instead he, of playing himself because he did a lot of voices instead right. of being like a cameo or stuff like that. This was his last leading role in a film. That and Mars Attacks came out the same year, which is yeah. a great movie. We should do that one also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Independence Stewart. Day came out this year too. They come out ninety six. Ninety six, yeah. I thought it was ninety five for that one. A lot of cool years. No, it was ninety six. Nineties were great. Love the nineties. Can't believe the nineties were thirty years ago. Just about. Oh fuck yeah! Nineteen ninety was thirty years ago. It doesn't oh, seem like that. There's so many like awesome movies hitting their thirty year. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thirty years old now. What the fuck? <laughs> what, um, what did you duck it? Sorry. Oh man, five ducks. Five duck it. I, I am. I am completely. So this is a this is a quack quack fresh. This is a. A fresh Certif quack. Certified, certified quack. quack. <laughs> certified quack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right. Um, let me get my. Let me, let me reach my, in the old. Let me bucket. get my phone ready because you know I like to post them on. Yes. The stuff. So let me go ahead and get Uh-oh. the video here. Make sure this isn't fucked off. Okay. All right. We're recording. Are we? Yes. All right. So I'm reaching into the duck bucket to choose our next film. Shake it up. Oh. Well, I'm just going to give it a stir. Give it a swirl. All right. All right. Let's see who the lucky winner is. I'm going in with my left hand, non dominant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one. I got one. Remember, my handwriting's bad. Open it up. Okay. We are going to be covering Mom and Dad Save the World. Who's that? Who wrote that down? Uh, I think it was just one of ours. Was uh, it? I don't think there's a, yeah, there's there's no, no name, name there's on no that name one? attached to it. There is no name attached to that one. That's so all right. Well, don't worry. We still got more in there. But Mom yeah. and Dad Save the World. What a great one. Mom and Dad Save the World. Yes. We'll be doing that. Who's uh, in that? For, I forget like, who's in that. Uh, isn't that the guy that's in... Uh, Anyway, mom and dad say whatever. Yeah, so. we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it next time. The, I think it's the the guy who plays uh, Dean Rooney or whatever. Isn't he in that one? Oh, uh, from uh, from Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Isn't he in that one? I, I think, think so. Because I there was mom and dad save the world, and there was the other one where with um, what's his bucket from Three's Company. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> my my brain is a little fried. Today. Yeah, we, we, uh, we we've been uh, we've been working a lot. That and. Party and having a good time. <laughs> well, yeah. So, mom and dad saved the world. Uh, what year did that come out? I am looking it up right now. Yeah, see, see what it's uh, available on. I swear I've seen it on Hulu or something. But uh, oh, uh, nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, you were right. Jeffrey Jones, Terry Gar. Jeffrey Jones is. Uh, <laughs> Damn, this thing got nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. He he's uh, gotten some hot water. He's he's a uh, sort of a. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Sort of shamed uh, in the world, like uh, persona, persona non grata. Uh, I think for some, I guess we'll talk about activities he did a little later involving uh, children. Unfortunately, oof. Well, we'll cover yeah, that rough. on the next cast. So, okay. um, thank you guys for listening in. I'm gonna be posting this tonight, so you should be getting it Tuesday night. Cool. And uh, we will see you not this Saturday, but next we'll Saturday. See you on my birthday, September 26th, for Mom and Dad, Mom and Dad Save the World. Well, peace out, guys. Okay, bye. Wait, we're back. Yeah. We're back. Hopefully, you guys didn't go away. Uh, Yeah, so false alarm. False alarm. We, we totally forgot. Hey, guess what? It's like a bonus scene. Yeah, bonus It's like a bonus scene. scene. Well, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just like edit this in? Just crop it in somewhere? Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, it'll take me a little bit, but I'll throw it in there. All right. All right. Uh, we have our Voy Pronto Yeah, we forgot all about Homeboy. Of the movie. Uh, critic Corner with Voy Pronto. He returned to us finally. Finally. It's been a little bit. Man, oh man. I yeah, he, so he sent me, he sent me the first one and then he sent me a revised one. Yeah. But because he sent me two, I'm going to play both of them. Uh, all right. Here they are. I think it takes a second for it to kick on. So I'm just going to try and do this off the top of my head because that movie was um, was really, really, really bad. It was it was terrible. Not five ducks for um, <laughs> It was. It reminded me of what Beetlejuice would be if it sucked. And what else? What can I say? It's like that feeling you get before you're sick, where you think 
I'm, I'm about to be sick, anxiety, frustration, and uh, all that mixed with um, terror, loneliness, death. I really did like the cop with no nipples, though. That was great. And then he does a second one, which I'm going to play right now for you. All right, take two. Let's look at the positive here. Frighteners, Michael J. Fox. Uh, that lady that looked like a hotter Andy McDowell. Um, the weird FBI agent with no nipples. And Gary Busey. Probably the best part of the movie. What is positive about this death fixation? The style. We don't see movies like this anymore. They're original and weird and just did whatever they wanted to do. That's why I miss the 80s or the 90s whenever this was made. And it just makes, no matter how bad that movie was, it makes me miss, it makes me regret the movies that we have now. So, at least you can, you know, have them on VHS. Toodles. So that was uh, our Voy Pronto Critics Corner. We thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Yep. <laughs>